0: This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. With the tragic death of George Floyd and the chaos that has been unfolding, what we have before us is not a revolution. The looting, the burning, the rioting, the violence, This is an anti-revolution. The protesters are playing right into the government's hands because the powers that be want this. They want an excuse to lock down the nation and throw the switch to all-out martial law. They want a reason to make the police state stronger, and it's happening faster than we can keep up. The Justice Department is deploying federal prison riot teams to various cities. More than half of the nation's governors are calling on the national guard to quell civil unrest growing numbers of cities having just barely emerged from a coronavirus lockdown are once again being locked down this time in response to the growing upheaval and now you have the president of the united states threatening to mobilize the u.s military forces against u.s citizens across the country this is how it all begins as john lennon warned When it gets down to having to use violence, then you are playing the system's game. The establishment will irritate you, pull your beard, flick your face to make you fight. Because once they've got you violent, then they know how to handle you. The architects of the American police state have us exactly where they want us under their stamping boot, gasping for breath, desperate for freedom grappling for some semblance of a future that does not resemble the totalitarian prison being erected around us. This way lies certain tyranny. For just one fleeting moment, we the people seem united in an outrage over this latest killing of an unarmed man by a cop hyped up on his authority and the power of his uniform. That unity, however, didn't last. Indeed, it didn't take long, no surprise there, for us to quickly become divided again, polarized by the misguided fury and senseless violence of mobs taking to the streets, reeking of madness and mayhem. Deliberately or not, the rioters have directed our attention away from the government's crimes and on to their own. This is a distraction, don't be fooled. Don't allow yourself to be so distracted. Let's not lose sight of what started all this in the first place. It was the U.S. government. More than terrorism, more than domestic extremism, more than gun violence and organized crime, the systemic violence being perpetrated by agents of the government constitutes a greater menace to life, liberty, and property of its citizens than any of the so-called dangers from which the government claims to protect us. Case in point, George Floyd died at the hands of the American police state. The callous, cold-blooded murder of the unarmed 46-year-old black man by police is nothing new. For eight minutes and 46 seconds, police knelt on Floyd's neck while the man pleaded for his life, struggled to breathe, cried out for his dead mother, and finally passed out and died. Floyd is just another victim of a broken system of policing that has placed we, the people, at the mercy of militarized cops who have an almost absolute discretion to decide who is a threat, what constitutes resistance, and how harshly they can deal with the citizens they were appointed to serve and protect. Daily, Americans are being shot, stripped, searched, choked, beaten, and tasered by police for little more than daring to frown, smile, question, and challenge an order or just exist. I'm talking about the growing numbers of unarmed people who are being shot and killed for just standing a certain way, a moving a certain way, a holding something, anything that police could misinterpret to be a gun, or igniting some trigger centric fear in a police officer's mind that has nothing to do with an actual threat to their safety. Here are some real life examples killed by police for standing in a shooting stance, killed for holding a cell phone, killed for holding a baseball bat, killed for opening the front door, killed for being a child. In a car pursued by police. Killed for approaching police while holding a metal spoon. Killed for for running in an aggressive manner while holding a tree branch. Killed for crawling around naked. Killed for hunching over in a defensive posture. Killed because a police officer accidentally fired his gun instead of his taser. Killed for wearing dark pants and a basketball jersey. Killed for reaching for his license and registration during a traffic stop killed for driving while deaf, killed for being homeless, killed for brandishing a shoehorn, killed for peeing outdoors, killed for having his car break down the road, killed for holding a garden hose. As these incidents and their true incidents make clear, the only true, compliant, submissive, and obedient citizen in a police state is a dead one. Sad, isn't it? How quickly we have gone from a nation of laws, where the least among us had just as much right to be treated with dignity and respect as the next person, in principle at least, to a nation of law enforcers, revenue collectors with weapons, they are called, by some, who treat us all like suspects and criminals. This is not how you keep the peace. This is not justice. This is not even law and order. This is certainly not freedom. This is the illusion of freedom. Unfortunately, we are being ruled by a government of psychopaths who communicate using a language of force and oppression. The facts speak for themselves. Whatever else it may be, a danger, a menace, a threat, the U.S. government is certainly not looking out for our best interests, nor is it in any way a friend to freedom. For too long, the American people have obeyed the government's dictates, no matter how extreme. We have paid its taxes, penalties, and fines, no matter how outrageous. We have tolerated its indignities, insults, and abuses, no matter how egregious. We have turned a blind eye to its indiscretions and incompetence, no matter how imprudent. We have held our silence in the face of its lawlessness, licentiousness, and corruption, no matter how illicit. Yes, and in the process, we have suffered. How long we will continue to suffer depends on how much we're willing to give up for the sake of freedom we can no longer maintain the illusion of freedom. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, we're at our most vulnerable right now. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.